There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. <laughs> Morning after. Welcome back to TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen. We are in the Michelob Ultra Studios. Doug, if you're watching on YouTube, you see Mark Hannon is sick flow. I saw him over there. Nice flow, Hansy. Thanks. I've been working on it all morning. Hey, doing a little brushing. God, it's nice. Thank you. You That's, brushed it off. You haven't lost a hair in your life. Oh, don't jinx it. Man, I'm just telling oh. you what I see. I mean, that hairline, Doug. Doug, mm. do you notice that Doug has tufts of wisps? I, I do have tufts of wisps. I'm starting to get a little aroused over here by those tufts. <laughs> oh! Put that off. They're coming in fast and furious, I know. dude. Well, there's more of them anyway. Yeah. Take a nice they do good pad. work at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Did they do anything else, like to the top or just that line, that hairline? Oh, it, no, it, all the way It's back. all the way back? Really? Yeah, back to, like there. God. Wow, wow, being in that. studio, you really can see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tufts that of wisps. Is, that tufts is great. Of wisps. They don't really advertise tufts of wisps. <laughs> but they just advertise that you get your hairline back. Sounds like a good band name. Tufts, tufts, tufts of, of wisps. wisps. <laughs> uh, no, but you won't need it. Not the way. No, he's running good. He's running good. good. Uh, Jim no. Rutherford doesn't need it either. He joins us right now, presented by this gentleman, Mark Hanna, evergreenstl.com. For my money, one of the finest people I know. You know what he is? Life Sherpa? Yeah. 314-889-0503. He's got a wonderful staff who will take great care of you. And everybody needs a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Don't think you don't. No. Mark Hanna is your guy. 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Plus, he uh, sponsors Jeremy Rutherford every Wednesday here on TMA, and he takes your two-part questions at 314-881-TMA5, the EDF group text inbox. Morning, JR. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if you saw that James Carlton came in the other day, and he brought in notes. Yeah, how about that? I Are you doing the same thing? I, I, I brought in notes. I brought in notes. There. The sponsors bring in notes. The hosts do not. Mm -hmm. We don't need them. <laughs> now, That's they're right. not quite as on point mm. for the Sparts. Um uh, JR, you went to Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Good good times. Really? Wow. This guy's not giving us much. I feel like Troy Gloss is back at spring training. <laughs> yeah, that was my Troy Gloss invitation. <laughs> it's a good no, invitation. It was, uh, it, it, was, <laughs> it was phenomenal. Did you make it, Mark? Or? I, I did not. I don't leave my house if I can avoid it, so I tend to live vicariously. <laughs> yeah. those who actually Mark, Mark and Mark and I are practicing the same plan. 
Well, you know, it's funny that uh, I live in Jefferson County, and I felt like uh, at the Dome I was in Jefferson County. It must have been empty. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. <laughs> was it so loud that your ears were ringing three days later? <laughs> not not too bad, not too bad. All right. But, no, it was a good time. Uh, Metallica takes me back to my glory days back in the uh, mid-'90s at Lutheran South, in the hallways with my uh, rolled-up jeans. Oh, you rolled them up? You. you ever roll them up, Doug? No. How far did you roll them up? I think I rolled them up uh, quite a bit, and in fact, I do recall a couple times maybe even pulling the socks up over the tight rolls. If you didn't get to three turns, it didn't hold up. you got to get to that third turn. (laughs) Third turn. I know exactly what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Uh, J.R., I was at the uh, Blues game last night. And, uh, I, you know, I was listening to Craig Berube's postgame comments, and, and I'm curious what your perspective is on it because I came out of the second period, and I thought, how in the hell did the Blues not score a goal? Doug, would you say they had five glorious, glorious. scoring yeah. opportunities? Mm-hmm. And uh, were not able to convert any of them. But he really was critical of the play in the second period. Uh, what was your analysis yeah, I think definitely at least five. I mean, and we're talking in the same game to have that many on the doorstep and, and not put them in, that's tough to swallow. I mean, it almost got to the point where you just say, okay, this is the kind of night it is. They're just not going to go in. I mean, when you have two defensemen jumping in and blocking uh, a couple of them. But, yeah, I think he was upset overall with the second period, the way they played. I mean, those scoring chances aside, uh, you know, those are going to go in most nights. But I don't think he felt the uh, – the game plan was in place and that they were executing it in that second period. So, And, and yet they came right. out on a heater, and then all the momentum shifted when Saad was called for that penalty, and then Shafley got the power play goal. What did you think of the call on Saad? Right, yeah. No, I think uh, those are those are penalties. I think that, uh, you know, some of them, even a couple last night, a little borderline, but Blue's got to kill those, and, and I didn't think they played well on that PK. Robert Thomas had the misassignment on that first one. And then second one, tough break, you know, off the stick of Letty, but that one's in. But, uh, you know, overall, penalty kill's been pretty good this year, but I just felt that uh, last night, you know, those calls withstanding, I think you got to be better on the PK. Uh, Bill's wife wants to know if Mark Hanna's hiring. That's Bill's wife. We know Bill's wife's a real woman, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, how about that, Doug? (laughs) We're growing. Wow, Bill's wife. Come on in. Warm's warm. How about that, Doug? The listeners want to work for Mark Hanna. Uh, they also have questions, uh, and you're welcome to send in two-parters for JR. Doug, what were you about to uh, ask? I'm saying it looks like there's some super teams in the league this year. But mm-hmm. I see Boston's 10-1-1. and The Rangers are 9-2-1. and Colorado. Vegas lost for the first time Vegas, a few days ago. Vegas 11-1-1. Is that the way you see the whole season going? Are some of these teams just head and shoulders better than everybody else? Gosh, if there's one thing I thought about doing this segment each week that uh, that Doug wouldn't bring the heat, but uh, he's done his homework on the league, and here comes each week the questions. Dugger, yeah, they they got some good ones with uh, Boston and, and New Jersey. We saw New Jersey here the other night, and uh, San Jose, not one of those teams, are they? Though they they got a win last night. How about that? Yeah, they're one ten and one. Here they come. They gave up ten <laughs> goals the other day. I would have liked to have watched that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, beat the Flyers 2-1. to one. What uh, What about Mark's notes? What's he got in there? Yeah, what do you have here? Well, I want to go back and... and, and uh, are there cookies in press boxes around the league? Oh, it's a good question. And, and if there are, who has the best? I'm a big cookie fan. Nice, I like so, that. JR, I've never been in a press box. Fair question. I, I'm just wondering, is the question kind of stemming from uh, the looks of some of the people that walk the press boxes? Mm. I was wondering, but... Mm. 
Uh, yeah, they do have them at the Enterprise Center, and these mm. are gargantuan. Sometimes you can make a meal out of one of these uh, cookies. Uh, so around the league, let me think here for a second. My favorite is the the double chocolate. So oh, wherever yeah. you can find that at, yeah. <laughs> a lot of pretzels in press boxes. Well, I can tell you that. Vibrating at this conversation. <laughs> I love pretzels in any form. Oh, hey, it's Plow Puck. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's Plow up? Puck. I love that name. What up, JR? How are you, bud? Good, good, good. No, the only two people I see outside the studio usually, uh, Plow Puck and Iggy. I saw you guys the past couple. Yeah, and you, you make the rare studio, the in-studio appearance. I like that. <laughs> uh, JR, how about this from the hockeynews.com this morning? How about this, Doug? Although the Edmonton Oilers only processed one move yesterday, Jack Campbell was put on waivers for the purpose of assignment to the AHL. The Oilers don't play again until Thursday, so there's time to make moves before the next game. There was some smoke on Twitter. You like that, Doug? Smoke yeah, on Twitter? It, okay. About a goalie who the Oilers are checking in on, and that is Benner Benner Chicken Dinner. Really? Yeah. Uh, Reed Wilkins mentioned on his radio show yesterday that the Oilers were checking in with the St. Louis Blues about Jordan Biddington. A source told the Hockey News something similar. Uh, any rumors regarding Biddington and the Oilers? Yeah, I have not heard that one, but to me it doesn't make much sense at all. Not to say that it couldn't happen, but the Blues just don't have any experience in their system when you talk about Joel Hofer, basically a rookie. Uh, then you have uh, Vadim Zarenko. Uh, and if you're talking about going into a full-on rebuild, that's fine, but, boy, you sure do have a lot of veteran lengthy contracts on these books, and these guys are going to want to you know, play and win now, you can't move them all. And now you're talking about not having a goaltender to back them up. It wouldn't seem to make sense with what uh, the Blues are going through right now. And Edmonton's horrible, too. They've got two wins in their first 11 games. Why would they want a veteran well, goaltender? Because Edmonton had expectations to compete for the Cup, and the fact that they started off this poorly is a reflection of the net minding, and they're trying to save this thing. Doug, we're only 16% of the way through. They're not scoring any goals either, though. Well, do they have anybody yeah, no, who can, who's any good who scores goals? McDavid, they do him? have him. Yeah. And Jackson sided Leon Dreisaitl as yeah, well. And, and Jamie Rivers nearly oh, dropped dead. Mm-hmm. It was un- I almost guys. did, too. Yeah, you haven't heard of <laughs> Jackson, will t- Jackson okay. tell, tell Mark about <laughs> McDavid and Dreisaitl. Boy, yeah, what a, co- what a combo. What a tandem. How about know? that? You know, they really get after it on the, uh, on the ice. They play ice hockey, you know. And, uh, you know, what a, what a combo. Gosh, you were in the game a long time, He's weren't you? pathetic, Jackson. Come on. <laughs> Jerry, are you going to use that? Please attribute the show if you do. Yeah, I will, definitely. Thank According you. to uh, sources at TMA, we'll get that in there. Tricidal uh, plays on hockey. He does, yeah. Yep. <laughs> JR, you know I like to talk about old school, old school hockey. Um, and something I was thinking about the other day, apropos of nothing, um, was shut down defensemen, and and, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of some of the best shut down defensemen I've seen. Um, I, I remember Rod Langway for the Washington Capitals, and Larry Robinson, and mm-hmm. Chris Pronger. Those would be Long. three of the the greatest shut down. Anybody else come to mind for you who would be absolutely unstoppable, or or somebody that that none of the offenses could get around? Yeah, no, those are definitely three of the, the biggest names. And when I think it, I, I just think nasty old-time hockey like you're talking about. You know, you think Scott Stevens, and maybe not in terms of, you know, the type of player that you're you're talking there, but just, you know, could knock your block off and, you know, made offensive players not want to come anywhere near 
the uh, the the net. And I, I think you look at uh, other guys that the Blues have had. Uh, you know, Barrett Jackman has been a shutdown defenseman. Those types of guys. You know, it's weird how the game has changed, Mark, because I think there's still a need for that. But you look at some of these guys like a Cal McCarr, Charlie McAvoy, they come into the league, and it's a lot about moving the puck. So some of these guys are rare. You look at Tyler Tucker as a guy who, you know, can be that type of guy as long as he can keep up with the rest of the game. So it's interesting, you know, to, to think about, you know, have we seen the last of the likes of those guys? Al Arbor for the Blues used to kneel down wearing glasses right in front of a guy about to take a slap shot. No helmet, nothing. Glasses. Don't make them like they used to. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's see what we got here in the two-part questions. Mark Hanna presenting Jeremy Rutherford every Wednesday here on TMA. Hey, uh, JR, do you think Dallas Drake prefers ham or turkey on his sandwich? Also, would you like to see pics of my wife? Also, ask Mark if we can meet soon. That's from Shrimply Pibbles. That was a rare three-parter. Right. Well, yeah, three-parters. I don't do three-parters, so I'll try to get to two of those. Yep. Uh, I think that, uh, first of all, it's not ham or cheese. It's ham or turkey. It's ham and turkey. Uh, you got to nice. swing both of those. Yeah, and then uh, if I'm going to do, do two, what was, can you throw the other one uh, Also, would you like to see pics of my wife? Also, ask Mark if we can meet soon. Three one four. Yeah, I know my. Nine, zero, five, zero. I know my. Uh, <laughs> I know my wife doesn't listen to this show, so yes. He wants to see the pictures. Uh, Shrimply Pibbles, uh, go ahead and send Jr. the pictures. Okay. He yeah, likes to share reasonable. his pictures of his wife yeah. with the program, yeah. and we're of course very grateful. Uh, do Marks have? Uh, do Marks notes have anything written down about a guest being in studio today and then not showing because the board op was too stoned when he booked him? Oh. That's from Wedding Tackle. Mm. I don't stand for anything against my boy Plowsky. There you go. Look at that. Pepper and Genie sponsor or Renters Roundtable, whichever one comes first. Yeah. JR, if the Blues get rid of Bennington, couldn't they just call up Reinhard Divas? Also, what, yeah. when you think of shutdown defensemen, where does Jeff Finley rank? Thanks, and oh. go dogs. That's from Alan Dadeville. Yeah, Davis or Merrick Schwartz, there's a couple of them. Uh, yeah, and then in terms of uh, the defenseman, Jeff Finley, let me check. I do have my rankings here for State of the I remember him. Uh, Jeff he Finley, was with the 2000 note? 43rd. 43rd. Yeah, he was on that President's yeah. Trophy winning team, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Uh, I don't remember was, him yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, he's ranked 43rd in JR's defenseman. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, JR, two-parter. What can they do now for the power play to get more uh, good scoring chances, not just shots like last night? Second, what would you do if Lou brought in 40 cassettes and set them on media row for anyone to take? That's from Mike Ricci's <laughs> nasal cavity. Right. Well, I think the deal with the power play is do what they did against Montreal. Don't have one. They won that game and yeah. didn't have a power play. 0 for 0 on the sheet looked pretty good. You know, back in the day, Mike Keenan used to, as soon as one period didn't go right, he would bring in some random that hadn't been in the league for years. Mm -hmm. uh, on the power play, could this team benefit from uh, Gary Lehman? Gary <laughs> <laughs> You wanted him back? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they even practiced the power play under Keenan. I remember people telling me, reporters saying that uh, they'd say, hey, what's up with the power play? And Brett Hall used to say, I don't know. We don't practice it. <laughs> oh, the ice sucks. Uh, let's see. Uh, number one, if Benner gets traded, is John Casey in play to come back for some redemption? Number two, do you want to hear some sick Greg Warren, Sebastian Maniscalco, or Greg uh, or Andrew Dice Clay bits from a third string HD2 producer? There's one in studio or getting coffee right now. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. 
Yeah, Casey, that'd be a tough guy to bring back after giving up that Eisenman goal in 96. Uh, so I don't know that Blues fans would get too excited about that signing there. He's and probably 50 uh, as far as the music, uh, how about we go Warrant? How about some Cherry Pie? Does that work? Yeah, Doug. Remember that? Bobby Brown was in that video. Remember her? Little Bobby Brown. Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. And wasn't she in the Once Bitten, Twice Shy Great White video as well? I don't know. Uh, I so. Yeah. Think so. Jeff Finley and Bobby Brown, same conversation. Yep, same this conversation. Right. Come you're just you're just not going to get this no, on on 101 ESPN, no. are you? <laughs> no. Mount Rushmore of hair metal. Let's see, is Warrant on there? Doug, would you put Poison in there? I don't know you what what to. constitutes hair metal. God. Oh. Motley well, Crue is... Don't put Miley Crue on there. Yeah, yeah I was about to say Miley Crue. Motley Crue is... Motley Crue has to be on there. There you go, Plow Puck. I got you. <laughs> Motley Crue, Poison... They had a short run, but I got to go about... Skid Row with the way... Sebastian Bach. What about there. GNR? Guns N' Roses? That a hair band? I'd say GNR. Come on, GNR. I don't know. That's that's a gray area there. But uh, they I mean, would be in it. Just say the full name. Don't. We're not that pressed for time. Hey, JR, I wanted to say first, you're a cutie. First parter would be who is the cutest blues player this year. Next is Mikey Moe, the best American player. That's from band fan page user Burner. Mike Madonna, the best American play ever? Was that the question? I just read what's in the prompter, Doug. Speaking of well, cute. Do you count Holly as Canadian or American? You know, born in Canada, played for USA. Yeah. So Madonna and, uh, Kachuk and Holly would be up right there. there, I think. Kachuk. Keith Kachuk, throw yeah. him up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cutest blues player. Gosh, are we on the air? Is this live? <laughs> yeah, it's HD two, so kind of not necessarily. It, it won't get back to him. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this one. You I know, got a note all... about cute. Is what Kyle is Connor that cute in person? It's actually written down. My word. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that last night. He looked really cute. Really, that's what you're watching for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh, I could go about 10 different directions with this, but I don't even mm. think it can air on your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one, is Mike Sillinger still a top six forward? Number two, if you were moving 10 feet away, would you ask strangers to help you? That's from Ron <laughs> Duguay was my first male crush. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I just remember uh, going back a little bit. I remember Marty Ruschinski, he was having a bad stretch, and everybody was wondering, what's up with Marty Ruschinski? It turns out that his Czech model girlfriend, uh, broke up with him, and, and I'll never forget. You know, back in the day, they don't do it as much anymore. But the, the players used to walk through the, the locker room, you know, naked. I mean, now we they're back in the the training room and the shower. We, you know, they the only time we see them, they're in their hockey gear. Uh, but they used to walk around naked, and I'll never forget Marty Rashinsky walking through the Blues locker room naked, and Keith Kachuk as he walks past him. He moves out of the way and he yells, "Hey, Marty, put that thing away! You're gonna hurt somebody!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, Walter, Doug. <laughs> he didn't pull many punches. No, still doesn't. No, still doesn't. Hmm. Uh, Jr. Always enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for dropping by. And if you could tweet out who you decide the cutest player on the Blues roster is, and uh, and then we'll be able to uh, to find out the answer to the question because mm-hmm. he's thinking of a yeah, variety of choices. And, and I'll do it for sure. And I want to tell you guys, I'm super disappointed in myself. I made myself vulnerable, and I deserve the outcome here. But uh, I told a friend of mine that uh, I am not going to the game in Colorado on Saturday. Therefore, this person told me that he had a couple extra seats at this thing called the TMA Trivia Night. Oh! I'll be sitting at a table with... Uh, <gasps> well, you Jerry Redford's going to be at the Trivia yeah. Night! Oh. Unbelievable! Oh. Well, you'll kill the the blues trivia round. No, I'll kill the salt and smoke. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. Grab oh, what a treat. Jeremy Rutherford. Yeah. How about that? Live at St. Gabriel's, Doug. You didn't go to St. Gabe's, did you? No, my uh, stepdad did those. I've been to a number of those oh, for school picnics. Well, this goes back uh, to I'll stepdads. Helen going to church uh, with a couple beers in me, and I said to my, my stepdad who went there, I said, I've never gone to church with a couple beers in me. And he said, I've never been to church without a couple beers. Oh, so that's yeah. a St. Gabe's guy for you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rough living, city living. Thank you very Hard much. Hard scrabbles. Thank you. Is. That's why I'm so <laughs> top. Thank you, Jar. Yeah, we'll see you Saturday. There he is. He's going to be a trivia Thank night. Thank you, you can see Jeremy Rutherford there. Go to TMASTL.com. What a gem. A, yeah, he is a gem. You're right. Mm-hmm. He is a gem. Uh, guy, Stephen Wildwood was not happy with the performance of the under-6 team last night. I was watching the under-6 team in between the first and second periods, and those little effers could hit an open net. Can Chief make these ass wipes sit on the bench and watch next time? Also, Lutheran South, really? That's from Stephen Wildwood, Doug. Oh. He's a chairman. What's wrong with Lutheran South? He's not high on the Crusaders? Or are they the Lancers? They're the Lancers. Lancers. And then North is Crusaders? Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's true. That uh, that 6U team that was out there, I was I was there with my 6-year-old, and I said, oh, maybe uh, maybe it's the uh, his group's operation. And then sure enough, it actually was. And so I recognized one of the teams, Jesse Kiowski, was sitting in the same, these were the, the Hubbard seats that I was sitting in last night, and I go... I saw my son play this kid on Sunday morning, and I said, put your money on number seven to score a goal, and because he, he, he's unbelievable. He scored like 10 on Sunday morning. Oh. And sure enough, he skated in, scored an easy goal, and then did like a victory lap around the Enterprise Center ice <laughs> with a stick in See the air. Six-year-old riding his <laughs> stick. Nice selling. It was outstanding. Yes, indeed. I love that the NHL does that. Yeah. Can you imagine being a kid? Oh, my God. You, oh, you yeah. get to go out on the big ice Absolutely. for a few minutes. On yeah. top of that, they sell a lot of tickets. Every kid's parents were there. No, oh, yeah. Their families were there. They all bought tickets. They do that at Cardinal games too, singing the national anthem. Yeah. With schools. It's and a nice business model. Gotta, gotta and it's a, a wonderful philanthropic gesture. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Wilder knows what I'm talking about. That kid was crazy. It was awesome. I mean, I saw him what three days ago at seven in the morning. I'm like, holy crap! Number seven, this kid. God Almighty! If you're good at that age, and obviously everybody else is learning to skate or just learning the game. You can put up ten goals in you know a mm-hmm. matter of minutes, and that's what he does. He just skate through everybody. Can he pick and up some nil money. I think he could. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, the kids that stand out at seven are always going to stand out. Is that not, right? Not in every case, but usually. Is that what you found? Usually, the stars early are always. Greg the stars. Vaughn was pulling the ball when he was seven, he was, and then for wasn't whatever reason, pulling the ball as hard as I try. Here's your reward. <laughs> didn't didn't help. Did not help. He just was a slap and Judy here, and it worked he for him. He was behind every pitch he ever saw. Every pitch. Guess fastball. That's all they throw. Don't get fooled by the fat. Here's your reward. And still, he would not get out in front and pull the ball. One time is all I asked for. Oh, God, that brought back horrible, painful memories. Sorry to bring it up. Don't you like the feeling of pulling the ball, getting out ahead That's of it? That's when you catch that thing flush. Yeah. yeah. And really just drill it down the line, maybe. And he never got to experience it, not uh, once. Uh-uh. There's a foul ball. He was a left-handed hitter. Wow, there's a foul ball over the third base dugout <laughs> again. <sighs> Be a little quicker. A little quicker. Greg Anticipate Vaughan, the pitch. Did John Vaughn pull the ball? Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. Mark, how many years did you have to wear a laser cap to get that sick flow, brah? I would kill to have hair like that. Mm. Thanks. That's from Big Tuft. Mm. 
Just lucky, I guess. God, it's nice. When you well, signed you on here as a, as a financial guy, did you think <laughs> that our conversations, more often than not, would just get around to your hair? Well, it's <laughs> better than Sibian talk. Oh, Nothing's better than Sibian talk. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you know who that is? That's the great Mark Hannity sponsors yeah. this segment. He's on the line at evergreenstl.com, 314-889-0503. I'm sending it back button. in. He's coming back in. He's had a big show. He'll come Very back. Very big show. Oh, reluctantly. I'll be listening later. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hanna, Evergreenwealth uh, Strategies, presenting Jeremy Rutherford here on this program. Send your emails in. In six minutes, we'll have the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Right now, I'm telling you, and I know a lot of our listeners have the ladies all over them, mm. but it might be time to settle down. Here we go. What are you going to do? Where are you going to get that engagement ring? It's cuffing season, and it's engagement season. Got the answer for you. Fine people. Spent some time out on the golf course with them. Big fan of Craig Betts, who Doug took quantum physics with. Mm -hmm. And David Betts, the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. It's not like you're going into some big retail store and you go, I need an engagement ring. And then they're like, oh, how many carats? Oh, good. So now we're going to go and, you know, we're just going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take advantage of you. Not at Betts Jewelers. Doug Nicklin, Betts Jewelers. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good. There is better. And then there is Betts, the Betts family passion. Receiver and their customers have been passed down from generation to generation. Getting engaged. Support the sponsors. And it's a great one. It's Glenn Betts. Jewelers. You know what I realized? Madison and I are going to be celebrating a couple months, seven years. I should seven probably put a together. ring on that eventually. Right? Oh, wow. What are you waiting on? You guy? want to workshop that with me and Doug? Uh, no, I mean, no, there's no workshopping. I've thought about it for a while. She deserves a ring. So maybe I'll talk to the Betts family. Oh, breaking news. You never know. Jackson's applauding. Yeah. Tough, we have been dating for seven years, which is wild. Two more years, I think, or three more, we're domestic partners. Is that really legally. how it works legally? I don't know if it's in Missouri, but I know 10 years, I do believe, is stays with domestic partnerships. I think that's how long it is. I think. I don't know. Brown and Crouppen would probably know. They would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to talk to the Bent family. Get well, that does side. she know this, or are you just... Well, she she's yourself? very, I wouldn't say picky, but particular of what kind of ring that she wants. So I think I will have her... Help pick it, maybe give a few options so she doesn't know the exact one. Mm-hmm. But certainly the asking will be a, a surprise. I'll create that magical moment on my own. This magic moment. Maybe in the trailer on Johnson Shut-ins. Or something. <clears throat> you know, I'll have Buck Swope, Shutter Spook, just right, right there. Oh, right wow. Step photo. out behind a tree. <laughs> I know he'll be available. Got a little advice here. This is great when the listeners give us advice. Plowsy, marry a guy. Thanks. Total package. There you go, Doug. There's the council that's starting I mean, to come well, in. It's know. great, great. I mean, this is why I love the text line. You get solid information. She owns half your stuff, fella. See Lee Marvin Court case, Injun Joe's Cave Ride Magic Man. You must not know me. I don't own anything. I'm a poor. <laughs> Are you? So she ain't marrying me for the money. And if she is, oof, she got it rough. Uh, Missouri doesn't have common law marriage. Plow dog is safe. That's from the St. Peter's Lemming. Okay. Yeah, I did. I knew Missouri did. There you go. I, I You're free rolling. Sure. Nice. So Prod Joe, even though he's been with the same last for more than a decade without question, but they've never been married, uh, he's free rolling too. So if they split up, he doesn't owe her yeah. half of everything in the alimony. There you go. Golden grams. Yeah. I know we're not going to do a big wedding, though. I think we we know that. 
Well, they're extremely expensive. I think we just want to do a ruinous honeymoon. A long, I think that's where our money would like to be allocated. Well, if this gives you any ideas, it's from the New York Post. This bride had quite the train, and it wasn't the one on her dress. A British newlywed couple shared in an episode of Truly's web show Love Don't Judge why they decided to let one of their bridesmaids join them for a threesome on their wedding night. The show, which has nearly 60,000 subscribers on YouTube, features couples from all over the world who push the boundaries of society's expectations. Katie, who is 26, and her husband, Dan, 25, got married in, Doug, is it Devon, England? Devon, England? I don't know. Devon Devon White? I don't know. Devon, like Devonshire. In September, after six years of dating... In an, episode, in an episode on the show that aired last week, the couple recalled discussing their sexual fantasies and making the decision to sleep with other people to fulfill their desires. Dan told Katie he wanted to see her with another man, which left her feeling shocked at first. That first admission also encouraged Katie to explore her bisexuality. Ultimately, it opened doors for them to have new and exciting experiences together, mm. including on their wedding night. Quote, we ended up taking one of my girlfriends up to our bedroom. We had some drinks and ended up having a threesome with her. And it was really fun, said Katie. Well, Katie's quite a sport. <laughs> She's one of my best friends, so it was very comfortable. Okay. Dan echoed her sentiments. Quote, to do it on such a special day just made it more memorable. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I just saw a picture of the... That is romantic. Made up, it probably. Sure, it is. Yeah, I don't know if this is Doug. I don't know if this is the right outfit for the, the bridesmaid. Oh. <laughs> bridesmaid just happy to get any action at all. I think based on that picture. She had a bustier. Well, she may not be in the best shape in the world. <laughs> Which one is she? I think she's the one who let herself go. <laughs> what kind of a wedding outfit is that? Mm. <laughs> I think it might have been up at the VFW. It's like yeah. one of those. Bras for grandmas. Well, some folks can't just wear anything. Well, I hope they had fun. Yeah. Right. That's all that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I just got Jackson's Little Piddles. What is today's uh, half and half? Yeah, but it's a wide berth Wednesday, so anything and everything is uh, welcome. So, you know. I just, I, you know what I have? I have the questions as a, as a, as just a, a, a net. Yeah, it's, you know, because wide berth Wednesday, we want spontaneity. I wouldn't mind you doubling down on that McDavid dry side I'll take. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I think people need to know that they play ice hockey. Cause... <laughs> and when you put the word ice in there, it means you're a little bit more knowledgeable than most people. Well, I just want to be specific. You know, it can be roller hockey, hockey, street hockey, right. knee yeah. hockey. Because we knows. talk a lot about roller hockey. Yeah. St. Louis Vipers? Yeah. Games played on ice. There's no denying that. Nice. Is LeBron hurt yet? Nope. He's having a great year. Lakers aren't, but he is. He's the oldest player in the league. How about that? How old is he now? 38. Pretty huh. sure. Yeah. Still averaging uh, over 30 this year? I think he's 28, 9, and 6, I think, something like that. No, no slowing down. You're I saw a stat yesterday. I'll throw it out real quick because it kind of shocked me that, and it has to do with tennis. And I think everybody, without really looking at anything, thinks Serena Williams is the greatest tennis player of all time. No, Steffi Graf. Yeah, look at Steffi Graf's stats compared to... Yeah, they're a lot better. I mean, she crushes her. Mm-hmm. So, I, I kind of shocked that. I never even thought of Steffi Graf's stuff. But I said, oh, Venus, Venus has won so many singles titles and majors and 
Steffi Graf puts it to shame. Yeah. It was a good t time to squeeze that in right in the well, Leon Dreisaitl talk. Well, we were talking about... Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember why I threw that out there. Well, oh, the good news... LeBron being the greatest. There you go. It's actually Steffi Graf in tennis, mm -hmm. LeBron potentially in I'll basketball. I'll still take Jordan, I think. Uh, we'll talk about that on Balloon Party, and it's a wide berth Wednesday. So send... And I, and I Venmo people $35 when they come up with a question that gets me going. Do so they? you get paid. You get paid if you get. And by get you, you going, I mean what? Get you. No, not get me turned. Or? No, not get me turned on. No, I don't know if I get angry. Yeah, it's a tough one. Oh yeah, I'll Venmo, but you don't have a Venmo. Yeah, I wouldn't charge anyway. Hey man, principle remains the I'll same. Give you ideas for free. What a gentleman! Talk about this guy. Yeah. That's what I do, Mister Idea Man. No, that was Cat. That's how you see yourself as Mister Idea Man. No, that's Cat. I don't want people to think I stole his idea. No. <laughs> the cat called himself Mister Idea Man. I don't yeah. recall that. Yeah, here you go. I come up with all. That's why I'm the Mr. Idea Man. Pretty sure he said that. Do you remember that? Oh, we sat side by side for low so many years. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. Well, Larry yeah. Thornton has an idea. He says, segment three, Iggy missed the, half the segment but made up for it and talked a lot at the end. That's Larry Thornton's time. Yeah, I've talked him. a lot. I think I've said three words, Larry. Way to pay attention. No wonder you're alone, no longer producing. Oh, gosh. God. You just Career shaming. him at the knees. No wonder you're no longer producing. Does he have another I'll job somewhere? Is he me, just, I'll take shots right back. Is he just a shattered man on the side of the road now that he's not producing? Doug, most people who leave local television news regret it and wish they could yeah. get back in. Mm -hmm. Desperate for a low-paying job. Did he leave? His lousy hours. We know he left. <laughs> he was forced out. I don't think he was. I'd be surprised if I recall Frank was a pretty big, big Larry Thornton fan. Mm-hmm. Doug, I know this. I'm a fan of the designer heating and cooling email of the day. Describe chaos. An HD2 show that lets Larry Nickel hand out suspension. That's what's known as a travesty of justice. You know what else is a travesty of justice? No. Stephen Wildwood rolling into trivia wearing 12 clown shoes with answers written on the bottom. Stop <laughs> the nonsense. But this email is about my grandma being upset. She penned an email this very morning. From the Lithuanian wing of Delmar Gardens. They have a Lithuanian wing well, at Delmar? quite possible. <laughs> the new edition. I didn't realize it. I write to defend my grandson. Not only did his Uncle Jimmy pleasure himself to Sam Mushnik, they, in fact, had a torrid two-year affair. But not all negativity today. For my team of Blue Hairs aced trivia last night. Question one. Who got cut in half on live TV by a chair and is pushing up daisies? The answer is Kane. Who couldn't cuck his way out of a wet paper bag? The answer is Lawrence Nickel. That's from Mel, and the last name is Kishitz. Mel Kishite. John Denton, 1015. Look at that. Things just changed on Balloon Party. Oh, really? I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Such a wide berth. Yeah. A longer wide berth. Sorry, like that. Doug. I know it pisses you off, but. I'm anxious to hear what he has to say about this. He's out in Scottsdale, isn't he? Uh, that would make sense because I texted him earlier and he just got back to me, so. It'd be 7.50 Scottsdale time. Makes sense. You never know with Arizona. Arizona and Indiana, Doug, I don't know what the hell they're doing. No, because they don't do daylight savings, right, in Arizona? So then they're an hour back. Yeah, right. That is confusing. Get on the same page, Zona. Mm -hmm. nice. I left to flip properties in Airbnb vacation homes, Iggy. It's from Larry Thornton. Congrats. <laughs> you don't think that's the case, do you? I don't care what he does. No, as long as he's not producing something. <laughs> 
Hey guys, your show is incredible. Let me explain. Yesterday, a text was read that marveled over the unique gift Ken has to metaphorically take a nap mid-show, wake up, fire an uninformed take, and go right back to nap. Tim asked Ken if he had ever taken a nap during the show, to which he laughed and said, yeah, probably. Literally the day before, during the Mizzou-Georgia breakdown in the first hour, Ken can be seen completely asleep on the YouTube stream around 2045, only to be jerked awake by Doug jumping in the conversation around 2120. He then nods off again until 2145 when he musters the energy and courage to remain awake for the remainder of the show. I texted in about it, but quickly let it go because I know Grandpapa's schedule has been packed to the gills these days in between his move and peddling used garbage in his pop-up bodega outside the station. (laughs) Don't ever change, Ken. That's Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg. Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg. (laughs) There's a pop-up bodega out there? I saw it. Not mine. By the way, they just announced the Eagles are coming with Stealing Dan. Is that right? When's that? February 6th. Says Eagles, a long goodbye final tour with special guests. A lot of final Dan. tours. Yeah, didn't they just have one? <laughs> so many of these bands are in their late 60s and 70s now. They're trying to milk it one more time, I guess. I hope we get tickets for that one. They'll be all over it. Yes, I love Steely Dan, too. What's your favorite Steely Dan, Jim? Ricky, don't lose that Jackson, you snap it back there? Yeah, I like that. I like the I like the rhythm. I like Peg by Steely Dan. Bet you do. And ha. I'm never going back to my old school. Musical interlude. You should play that at St. Mary Magdalene dances. Is Deacon Blues just too cliche? I don't know. It's a great song. It is. I don't know if it's cliche. Like it's like too poppy? No, because they didn't like you do can't a... select it if it's too popular. You have to come up with because a Because that shows you're not cool. Right. Yeah. Well, and I ain't cool, Jack. Because everybody else likes it. They didn't so do a lot can. of those poppy songs that were played on top 40 stations. You know, there's a lot of Sealy Dan on Casey Classics. Does that make it better? Well, Casey Classics aren't playing pop songs. Well, what's wrong with pop songs? Nothing. Tim just asked what was cliche. I said, Sealy Dan didn't do a lot of that. Doug, they, they call Alabama the Crimson Tide, call me Deacon Blues. Think about that. And they didn't, uh, they weren't, they didn't get a lot of airplay and they didn't care. They didn't, they barely went on tour. They were more of a studio band. Jackson, why won't you disclose the name of the person that Iggy is thinking of? You know, big boobs. No other information. I haven't been this disappointed since Mizzou unconventionally took a knee to close out the Georgia game, even though they were on defense. I got a text identifying the girl as Christina Renee Hendricks. Yeah, Hendricks. Okay. Is that last name was right? Say Anna Hendricks. Kendrick. Kendrick. No S. Kendrick. Jackson started to lose patience. This says Hendricks. Well, is Kendrick Hendricks something like that? Son of a gun. Anna Kendrick in up in the air. Different person than Christine Hendricks, who is in. Madman. Mad All right. Well, it was close. I said Madman. It was Hendrix, Kendrix, same thing. Big Hendrick. boobs. Yeah, she went good in that. Not just for. Was that a text or an email? This is an email. Okay. I know. I watched it. Anyway, if anyone wants a Paul Abdul rock set or wham on cassette tape as God <laughs> intended, they're cluttering the break room counter, and you can enjoy decades old music and then spend even more time than the actual song rewinding and fast forwarding to get back on the beginning and hear it again. This is literally how I am nice to people. You're welcome. It's from Shooter McGavin, the vice president of Wooden Spoons, but they aren't actually given anyone because we are out of stamps. <laughs> Shooter McGavin, Vice President, Wooden Spoons, 
aren't actually giving them out. We don't have stamps. My Some, friend. Somebody took like 40 of them, so there you go. Is that right? Really? There were only four or five left. You that. sure John Kowski just did with one swipe knock them all into the trash can? Oh, Jody's trash can. I think Donnie Fandango, Fandango was commenting on my great taste in music. Oh, because you got some rockers here, and I think he took some. Great taste. My friend and I are out of town, or is coming to St. Louis for work this weekend, and we're looking for something to do on Saturday afternoon. We heard that creepy old guy in the Freddy Krueger shirt was hoping we could swing by your trivia night to sign a few autographs. I was star of the number one show on network television for over a decade, and I routinely rub elbows with the biggest celebrities in the world. But I'd love to hang out in the sweltering heat of a grade school gymnasium while a bunch of horny diabetics see who can stack the highest pile of toilet mud before it tips over oh. like some sort of twisted game of Jenga. I know you're thinking, don't you have a big comedy show to get ready for? Anyone who has met me knows that attending HD2 trivia contests while chubby Midwesterners shovel obscene amounts of gooey butter cake down their gullets has always been my top priority. Jim and I would love to meet a bunch of obese dumbasses trying their hardest to suppress a heart attack. We just can't wait to see dudes who look like Jabba the Hutt smuggle barbecue into the pockets of their cargo shorts. By the way, I've got a bunch of old VHS tapes and outdated menthol-scented clothes. Should I drop off the trash bag of unfolded shirts at Jody's front desk, or would you like me to bring this jump back to that tiny little urinal front alcove you guys call a studio? Mm. We look forward to meeting you pathetic, sad pores on Saturday. It's from Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan. Wow. Oh, thanks for texting in. Speaking Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan. Speaking of VHSs, I was uh, texting with um, Stacey Nelkin yesterday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that off. I found uh, a movie she did as a lesbian called uh, Everything Relative. It was a VHS, and I took a picture and said, look what I found today. And then we started chatting. <laughs> Heck of a little story. Great anecdote. It's like the night before Christmas. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins, Doug, the Blues got shipped by wins per game. Iggy is emotional that Tim didn't get a free hoodie. <laughs> Friend of the show and former teacher turned OnlyFans star Brianna Coppage appeared on the Plug Talk podcast to bang Adam 22 and Lena the Plug and also detailed how her husband got fired in part thanks to the hashtag exposure from their radio interview. But I think the lead is whether or not Iggy talked to Rafe about bowling in the break room yesterday. Hey guys, real quick, I'd like to invite everyone to come over to my apartment on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to help me move all my bowling balls, butt plugs, dildos, and fleshlights to a similar apartment across the parking lot with less closet space. You guys still there? Well, let me sweeten the deal. What if I included some domestic light beer? Yeah, I mean, 10 a.m. is a little early to start drinking, especially since we have a station-sponsored event with all-you-can-drink Anheuser-Busch products the night before, but it sure beats the 12-year-old chocolate milk stout beer I provided as compensation last time around. Fortunately or unfortunately, we've got less stuff to move, as I was able to bring a bunch of trash to work and pass it off as giveaway <laughs> prizes and task my coworkers with disposing of it. It's not all trash. Some of it can go to goodwill. No, the clothes don't smell like smoke because I don't smoke in my apartment when it's not cold. Greg Warren's going to be with us today. Well, actually, he's not, but that's okay because Iggy's here to butcher his material before <laughs> transitioning to butchering Sebastian Maniscalco uh, about Ross, Dress for Less. Maybe tomorrow you can book Jim Gaffigan, and when he doesn't show up, he can butcher his Hot Pockets bit. Mm. Thanks. That's from Buck Swope. And, Doug, that's sure. what we have. Buck for the design Swope. air heating and cooling, email today. What you got? It. Nice little email. Buck. Hot Pockets. Uh... I'm going to go with a fellow by the name of Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I really wasn't paying attention until Swope. You're supposed to pay so attention. So I'm going to vote for Swope. Wow. Dedication to the crowd. There's two that stood out to me. Uh, Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg 
and Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan, but I'm going to go Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg, oh. who is one. The Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Sure. Is that the same as Dogtown Ty? And Tyler from Spartanburg. Probably. It was a nice combination, like Neil Allen, Craig Paquette, and Carlos Spicewiener's not happy you weren't listening. Gatesworth, them now. That was it. That's the final mm. straw. Well, they obviously weren't very good. They weren't catching my ear. Well, but you're supposed to pay attention and vote. Cause All right, I did pay attention. I voted for Swope. How about that? There you go, Doug. That's out of sight. I feel that was very, very honest. Maybe I'll talk to another celebrity today, and I'll bring that in tomorrow. Oh, nice. Little tease for tomorrow's program. Here's a tease for uh, the next program, Balloon Party. Switch on over on YouTube and watch it. John Denton, we're going to figure out this Cardinal situation. I'm really intrigued to hear what he has to say. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. 10:15, he will be with us on 101 ESPN. Jackson, are going to go down there. We're going to deal with it. Second half will be a wide berth mm-hmm. Wednesday, Doug. Uh, for the Plow for Action, Jackson for Kenneth Higgy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.